Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight! I've been recording my attempts to play Dungeons & Dragons with my family since May of 2017. I'm a novice games master with most of my experience coming from three of my friends who DM'd games over about six months before I started to play this game as a way to keep in touch with my family. You'll have to forgive any mistakes I make along the way, both rules and recording-wise. These first few episodes are pretty rough, but they do get better. So, you want to know what my problem this week is? You have another problem? I forgot to listen to our podcast today. Ah, it's terrible. So I don't know what happened last week. Y'all all have to tell me. Hmm. Well, weren't you here last week? I was here, but I normally listen to it today to remind yeah. me what we did last week. And I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I guess I forgot. Last <laughs> week? Oh, <laughs> Oh, I remember last week, baby Jessica had a mouthful of bread. <laughs> We're in the same boat again! <laughs> Nothing changed. Nothing has changed. So, if I go back in my notes, last week started, you guys woke up at the start of day three. On your travel to white. Well, we were on a path. Welcome to normal people eat pizza. My camera was broken last week. It seems like it's still broken. But at least now you can see me somewhat. I can see him sitting in the dark. <laughs> this is this is what's pointing in my face. And it's still that dark. That's crazy. So, it's whatever. We were talking about what y'all were doing. So you guys were traveling down the old road from White, or from Brentwood to White last week. And we came across Shining Armor! Or at least I did. <laughs> oh yeah, and... Asharis had a hallucination. Yeah, you had a hallucination. <laughs> or a premonition, or... Maybe, maybe it actually happened. Or maybe it was all just an illusion and nothing really exists in the world. Imagination! No. <laughs> all these an illusion. Yeah, what happened while you in your hallucination? Remind the listener that it's me next week when I'm listening to this podcast that we're recording that only I listen to. We saw a unicorn <laughs> named Shining Armor. Really? Just a unicorn standing there? And he spoke to me in my mind. Mine. That's pretty cool. What did he say? And he said, you have to help us. You have to stop this from happening. And then you went into the nightmare world. Yeah, I went into the... That's what I call it. Shadow fell. The oh, yeah, shadow fell. fell. I was like, the, the night watch. The <laughs> at, least, at least Merlin said it sounded like the shadow fell. He wasn't there and you didn't know where you were. <laughs> shadow fell. And your companions... They just saw you standing there, like, in a daze and didn't know what was going on. Yep. And, uh, I... and then you guys walked the rest of the way, or actually, you walked until dark fell. And then you had to make the decision to either continue on to white or camp for the night, and you guys kept going. And then what happened? We happened across burning buildings! Mm-hmm. Picked yep. up two children. Yeah, we picked up the kids. Yep, and you found... Does anybody remember their name? I'm looking at you. You're the one who remembers. 
Brandon. Brookie? Oh my goodness, she remembers them, yes. Brandon and Brookie. That's amazing. Who are hiding in the um the water trough for the cows. And then you guys went into white. You saw a sign that said it's illegal to use magic. That's not approved. And you went to stay the night in a place. What was the place named? My castle. <laughs> no. No. It was... The place. Hmm. Stonefell. Stonehaven, I think. Yeah. I, I close. <laughs> you were. You were close. I actually didn't know that that was the name of it. I had to look it up. And you guys negotiated to get a night's sleep at the uh, the Stonehaven Inn. And then y'all went to bed. I don't think anything happened after that. Nope. But today we shall happen upon a... Shrubbery! A shrubbery! No. Okay. A puma. Uh, a puma? Oh. Named oh, yeah. Sheila. Oh. <laughs> we needed to talk about that sooner than right now, but I'll do my best. Wait, no, you didn't want a puma. We talked about this. You were going to get a dog. No, we talked about this, and we decided to go to puma. Oh, okay. It could be a stray cat, I suppose, inside the city. You said it could be a stray cat. Okay, okay. All right. A panther, which we're calling a puma. Okay. Because that's uh, an imaginary animal. A puma's so, not an imaginary animal, is it? Alright, y'all get a good night's sleep. Everything's pretty peaceful. Nothing nothing weird happens. The place seems pretty nice, considering, you know, the the kind of disheveled area around the city that you saw the night before, and the fact that there wasn't really anybody out and about in the streets. So everything's pretty quiet. Nothing happens. Uh, you get a full night's rest, so everybody gets all their... HPs and spell slots and stuff back. The next morning, this morning you guys wake up. Who's going to wake up first? Well, me, of course. I don't need that much sleep. Oh, fair point. Asharis, you wake up first, and you are going to go outside and maybe uh, walk around a little bit before your companions wake up. And when you are getting ready to go out, you hear... Let's just say... Yeah, okay. You hear... Uh, you hear some noise, a little bit of, like, clanking outside the door to y'all's room. And when you go to look and check it out, uh, you find uh, breakfast on a tray, waiting for you outside outside your room in the hallway. Hmm. They, this, this inn is basically just rooms. They're not really, they don't have a common area for, like, breakfast and, and food to be served to people. Yeah. Not that there'd be anybody there besides you guys anyway. But having breakfast served kind of makes up for the relatively high cost of staying here for the night. One gold is, is quite a bit for uh, a single night's stay. But considering everything went nice and you guys get this, this nice spread of breakfast delivered to your room, it, it kind of starts the day off right and you feel pretty good about it. So what do you do? Do you take the food in? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is up yet. Do you want to uh, take your pick of it, or do you want to start waking everybody else up and, and show them the awesome spread that's there? I, of course, wake everyone else up. Because you're the nice one. Yes, that's right. If it was you, I know you. <laughs> I know that. And leave us nothing but scraps. I noticed. Gotta sharpen my pencil. I'll be right back. All right. So, Asharis wakes wakes everybody up. Uh, she gets up, Ghost Slinger, and then Merlin, and... 
then then finally she goes to wake up the children and when you wake up Brandon you can you can kind of see his little his little nose start twitching like a rabbit as he can he can smell the food in the room he says oh, that that smells wonderful uh is it, did you bring me breakfast Why, yes young lad when he hears your voice and his eyes pop open, he seems a little bit disappointed, like he wasn't really of where he was. Considering it would have only been the day before, it would have been his mom bringing him breakfast and not these uh, random adventurers that happened to pick them up as they're now strays. He's he says, "Oh, oh, well, uh, well, thank you." He'll wake up Brookie and who who slept in the same bed as him, and they'll start getting up and and get ready to have breakfast with you guys. So as you all are eating breakfast, you start to hear some some noise outside the window of your room. It's kind of the first real noise you hear from outside. It's uh, you hear uh, some some hooves on the cobblestone street outside, and the sound of carriage wheels kind of clanking over the cobblestones and then you hear a um a kind of burly man call ho and the horses come to a stop you hear some some what what's it called when a, i guess a snort <laughs> some horse snort and then you hear some commotion as it just sounds like people are are getting stuff ready outside it seems a little early in the day for as much noise as they're making but doesn't is really strike up? you as all that odd. Hmm? Is the sun up? Uh, yeah. It, morning, morning's broken. It's just kind of early. So since it's spring, let's say it's, I don't know, seven, eight, eight o'clock ish. So the sun's up, but not like the day hasn't really started yet. These guys are getting a good start of it, and you start to hear some conversation. As you hear this group is loading a cart, seemingly right outside your window. Don't want to look out the window. What was that? I want to look out the window. All right, and Ghostslinger, her curiosity drives her to uh, to kind of take her plate of breakfast over to the window and look outside. And you do. You see a uh, a carriage being loaded up. With supplies and, and heavy looking crates. You see a half elf standing on the top of the carriage, actually strapping down boxes. Uh, and when you open the window, you start to hear some conversation and your ears kind of perk as somebody mentions Brentwood. Nope, no, I'm not sure in Brentwood. So you see uh, a family. There's uh, a small girl in a red travel cloak. And a human woman, as well as this this half elf, getting the carriage ready, and they're talking about getting out of town and getting on their way to Brentwood before the day gets away from them. Uh, yeah. And as you're watching, Brandon and Brookie, they hear talk of somebody traveling to Brentwood, and they get very excited and actually run out of your room to head downstairs. Before uh, they finish their food, to uh, to see what's going on. Well, because their other family lives there, right? Yes, they told you that. I think it was tra- uh, Farmer Thompson. 
Yes, Farmer Thompson. Yeah, Farmer Thompson would take care of them in Brentwood. Hmm. So what do you guys want to do? You going to finish your breakfast and then go downstairs, or are you gonna just let Ghost Slinger wa- or yeah, let Ghost Slinger watch over as the uh, the kids run outside? I mean, I am the watcher of the children now, aren't I? <laughs> Make it creepy, why don't you? No, I will follow them outside. I'll go with you. So you guys follow the kids down. And you you get a better look at this this group. It does look like a family. There's one other person that you didn't see, or that Ghost Slinger didn't see when she was looking out the the window, and it looks like a a woodsman almost. They've got a bow strung over uh, their their torso and some rope hung on their belt, and some some big heavy duty traveling boots on with travel cloak kind of over their shoulders. It looks like he's going to guide them on their way to wherever they're going. So what do you guys do when you go outside? I'll ask them, Oi, you say you're going to Brentwood? And the half-elf that's on top of the carriage will hop down, and he'll say, Aye, yeah, we're, we're heading out as soon as we can this morning. Would you be able to take these two children along? They have lost their parents. And their relative is in Brentwood. Isn't it their uncle? You mean these two whippersnappers that just come barreling out here to play with me daughter Alice? And sure enough, you see around the back side of the carriage, you can see uh, the, the little girl in the red red cloak kind of chasing around and playing with uh, Brandon and his sister. Yes, the that be the two. My accent's getting thicker the further we go north. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I want to handle this. I had planned something but not quite like this. You just go around giving children to everybody, you see. No. <laughs> Where, where'd you we get found- them from? They're not going to rob me blind the minute we get out of town, are we? We saved them from their parents' bomb, which was burning to the ground and becoming ashes. Oh, they're, they're kids from outside town, eh? Yes. Uh, what's their names? Brandon and Brookie. Oi, Brandon! Get over here! Brandon will come over, and he's going to get down on one knee and look him in the eye and says, Now you're not going to rob me blind, right? I need a straight answer out of you. And Brandon says, Oh, no, sir. I wouldn't dream of it, sir. We just desperately need to get to Brentwood. Our, our family was slaughtered by the goblins just yesterday. And Mom and Daddy always told us that Farmer Thompson out in Brentwood would take care of us if anything happened to them. All right, run along. Get on the wagon. What happened? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. Things, oh. thing, things, <laughs> things have to process when, when I'm trying to play multiple characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. He'll turn back to you guys and hold out his hand and say, I'm Ray. Ray Pierce. This is my family. My wife's over there, loading up the the last of the clothes 
Victoria, and uh, I already introduced you to my my daughter Alice. This this strapping man here is uh, Tegan. He he's agreed to uh, help guide us through the forest. Tegan, what what do you think? Is is it going to be too much more difficult to bring along uh, these two youngins? And uh, Tegan will look across and look at them. Says, "Oh yeah, Brandon looks like he's probably strong enough to uh, to help carry the weight of his, his sister there. So we'd probably be okay. I can't imagine it, they'd eat more than about a gold worth of rations. Uh, probably not even that. Half a gold worth of rations on the trip over." Ray will look back to you guys and says, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll be any issue." The smithin' here in town's been really good. That's that's what I've I've been doing since we've lived here. I've I've been the smith in these parts, but uh, this, this town's gone rotten. I just I can't stick around any longer, despite the good money. It it's just too risky for the family. What's been happening? Well, besides just the uh, the goblins attacking everybody outside town, if I've 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 just got a bad feeling about this place. It it was kind of subtle at first, but lately I've been having nightmares. Something something rotten. Something keeps in in my dreams. Something keeps breaking out from underneath the ground of the old church. Where is this church at? Where is the church? Church. The church? The church. (laughs) Uh, The old church is over, uh, over near the middle of town. It's been abandoned for a while now, but just gives me the eebie-jeebies, like something's wrong. I'd stake my elven blood on it. We may have to go visit this church. Why do we always visit the spooky thing? <laughs> well, if y'all head over that way, be be very careful. Like I said, there's just something not right about that place. Something's off. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and, and ferry these, uh, these two youngins over to, to, uh, to... Brentwood for you. I don't. I don't think it'd be too much of a trouble. Well, we'll be on our way then. Bye. You be on your way. Have a nice trip. Much obliged. Is uh, is anybody going to say goodbye to the two youngins, or are you just going to walk off and leave them? We're going to tell them to be good, be safe, don't cause any trouble, don't get yourself killed, and do whatever they tell you. All, All right. right. I'll uh. Their uncle. I'll I'll definitely make sure to uh, to be on my best behavior, and I'll I'll take care of of Brookie. Make sure that nothing happens to her on the road over. It's not too far, but with every all the all the commotion outside of town, I can never be too careful. Him and Brookie will wave at you, and uh, as you guys are walking off, they start helping with the family. They'll holler, uh. Thanks again for for bringing us into town and finding us a lift over to Brentwood. Uh, means the world. And then, why? Uh, you guys are uh, are satisfied that uh, the Pierce family will take care of take care of the these two little kids. Yes, yes I hope so. Oh man, I don't want here. Let me let me roll a thing. Yep, Merlin, you are you are one hundred percent convinced that this this family seems like they're on the up and up, and and absolutely gonna take the best care of these little kids that uh, that they can. Asharis and Ghostslinger, you 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 agree? 
you, you think that it's the right thing to do, since you guys aren't planning on heading back this way. And they already have a guide and a carriage, and they're packed up and ready to go. It shouldn't be any problem. child around the same age. I guess. So what do you guys want to do? You're going to head back up to your room, finish breakfast, hand over your keys to the hotel, or the in rooms? What do you want to do? Breakfast is over. It's over? It's over. Let's check out and go check out that church. I'll eat nothing. Alright, so you guys, you guys, uh, hand over the keys to your room, say thank you for the, for the, the warm meal for breakfast, and you guys head off into town, now bathed in kind of somewhat hazy morning daylight. As you're walking around, you, you, you feel like the, the best way to describe this, this place is kind of gray. The homes are built right up next to each other. Their dingy color uh, shifts slightly from one to the next as the buildings are built back-to-back like townhomes. They're infrequently broken up by a street or alley that cuts between them the, the buildings. The city itself is laid out in haphazard rings around the central point where you can see at the top of a hill is Castle White. It's so tall that you can see the spires for the roof of it. From basically anywhere in town, it, it's pretty hard not to use it as a landmark to tell where you are. You notice as you're walking around that there aren't that many people out and about. Last night, it kind of made sense because it was late and it was dark, so nobody was out on the streets. But this morning, as it starts to get a little bit later, you don't really see shops opening up. You don't see people running around. This doesn't look like a bustling city. It seems kind of more slowed down there's only a few peasants kind of moving around and they're not moving like they're going anywhere they're just kind of moving nobody seems particularly happy but they're not sad either it doesn't seem as if anybody's like living for today and like super excited and exuberant they're just kind of moving on with their lives. It's kind of like the excitement of life is, is lost to them. So wait. They're not zombies, are they? No, they're alive. They're, you know, just people moving around. They're just kind of... Uh, Dead inside? I don't want to say oppressed peasants, but kind of disheartened by goblin attacks and, you know, the carnage around them. Maybe they don't have a lot of food because the farms are being burned around the city. They're just kind of not great, you know? There's no beaming ray of sunshine in this crowd. There's no uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, nobody seems like things are going to get better. They seem like they're pretty pessimistic about how things have been going lately. So Merlin, you mentioned going to Going to check out the church? I think that's a good idea. Do you want to ask about it, or do you just want to head towards the middle of town, since it's pretty obviously laid out in a big ring? You can just head towards the middle of town pretty easily without asking anybody. Well, if we see somebody, we'll ask them. Well, there's there's, there's peasants moving around. There's not a lot of people, but there's a few here and there. You could ask them about stuff in town, stores whatever, you know. Or you could just head straight to the church. It's up to you guys. So do we need any supplies? I can get another fedora. (laughs) 
uh, you could start a hat collection. I don't know That's what you'd need cool. in the way of supplies, but you could ask around and just know what's here. You've never been here before. It's a new city, so you don't really know what you have <laughs> Since you're walking all the way through town, how would you come upon this animal? There's Imagine in your head, it's, it's an old-timey townhouse city, built with a wall all the way around it. The homes are kind of all stacked on top of each other, built right up to the wall. There's ring roads that go around it, but they're not, like, circular. It's just kind of, wherever people walked, there's a road there now. Describe it as you find this thing that you want. We are walking by, and I look to the right, and there is an alleyway full of trash. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> You're making her laugh, Jessica. That's and okay. excrement. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what do you expect is in there? Yeah, it's old-timey town. Gardaloo. Gardaloo! So, then, behind the trash cans, we see the tail of a stray animal. I shall go grab my cat ears later. We shall walk closer. You. To investigate. You. Not me. I'm staying over there. You're going over there. As we come upon the animal, as you, we determine you, it is a cat. You, a very large cat. And its fur is kind of matted and mangled. It's mangy. It's a mangy cat. It looks like it's been kind of underfed and it's a bit big for being in the town. Uh, you're surprised that it's it's kind of survived in this place with how kind of downtrodden it is. And that's what we need. It's a garbage dump. A survivor. Another one. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna roll a die. This cat uh, notices you, and it turns around to look at you, and it hisses. Hisses. Uh-oh. So, once it hisses at me, I shall cast. Hold on, let me figure out which one I want here. My fish and just look at your pain. Well, you have to put a spell on it. It the spell. Your friend it didn't say what it does. There's two different ones. You have the animal bond, the animal French. Yeah, it's beast bond. Do you think that's the one I need? Beast bond is the thing because you had animal friendship before. Yeah. Do you think that's the one I need? Yes. Well, I can't seem to find my app. Let me look. Oh, look. Here it is. Is it? She found it. Oh, they changed the icon for the app. Yeah, I'm looking and it's... <laughs> and it moved. It used to be right next to my die roller. and Now it's not there. Alright, roll me a d20. You get 15! A 15? Well, that's a fantastic animal handling check. As you... Get down and kind of extend your hand to this creature and kind of show it that you're not a threat to it. Uh, it, The the fur on its back will kind of come down and its rigid position will will change a little bit. And cats don't do that. But 
it will it'll sit down and kind of wrap its tail around its uh, its back legs and kind of look at you. So it's not hostile to you, so you can cast Beast Bond if you want. You can cast the Beast Bond, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you cast Beast Bond, and you establish a telepathic link with one beast you touch. So you actually walk up to it, and you touch its fur, and Mm -hmm. as you do, you establish this telepathic link. Uh, For ten minutes, you can talk to each other as long as you guys are in sight. So the the cat will understand your telepathic messages and it can telepathically communicate simple emotions and concepts back to you. While the link is active, you gain it gains attacks advantage on attack rolls against any creature within five feet that you can see. Is it smart enough to ask a question? The cat is sending you the emotion of hesitation. Like, it doesn't super know what to do. So I'm going to give him some jerky. The minute minute you think the word jerky, and like you envision what jerky looks like, uh, the cat meows at you. And I am going to tell him that if he stays with me, there's more jerky. Immediately, this big cat is going to come up to you and brush up against you like, you know, happy cats do. Uh, and sit him and give him some jerky. And he's gonna, he's going to paw at your bag as you're getting the jerky out and gladly take it from you. And, uh, his tail will stand up like he's a super happy cat and he'll, will be willing to follow you from now on. There you go. And now you have a cat. Called Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, maybe it's a warthog. Are you gonna? What are you gonna, they gonna say? You're telling the. Uh, you're telling the others. Nope, I'm, I'm taking this cat. His name is Sheila. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the tank. Let's see. We're gonna name it Warthog. <laughs> Oops, that's a capital. What's, What's Shasta gonna say? <laughs> Have any more imaginary animals to name it? Like a unicorn, <laughs> a walrus, a narwhal. <laughs> any more? Narwhals are cool. Alright, yeah. Alright, so you guys, Asharis finds this cat and comes back out of this alley with this, this big cat that's kinda it's big frame, but its its fur is matted down, and it's, it's kind of skinny. doesn't look like it's gotten a lot to eat while it's been in town. And she proudly tells you that this is her friend, Sheila. And uh, when you think friend, the, the cat sends you back uh, kind of like a, a warm, fuzzy feeling, like purring in your mind. Ooh. And you guys keep keep walking now with this uh this cat in tow behind you We're so as yeah as you guys make your way down and towards the middle of town getting further away from the wall you can't really see the city walls behind you anymore uh you make your way down through a couple of smaller streets uh and approach the middle of town you'll find a clearing uh and all of the and all of the buildings and the ring roads stop there's just this big field kind of in the middle of town 
uh, off to the side of the, the, the manor house. Not, you know, super in the middle of town. It's not the central point of town. But you feel like it maybe could have been uh, at some uh, point. <laughs> that might be what what caused the roads to kind of shift a little bit off of being a circle as people were, were traveling into and out of this, this church in the middle of town. It's a big sandstone building. Dry grass field. It's a different style of architecture from everything else around it that you've seen in town. Uh, you can see that it's, it's got big heavy doors and there's iron bars across them. The windows are broken out and around the, the field uh, you can see toppled grave markers that are kind of scattered about. On the side of the building you can see a mausoleum that's uh, fairly similar to the one that you saw at Brentwood. So you can assume that there's probably a crypt there. Want to go hmm. check out another okay. zombie crypt? Hold on. The, uh, the mausoleum is made of a darker stone than the one in Brentwood, and it has a flat roof. And noticeably, you don't see anybody around this place. It's completely empty, uh, and there's... No movement around it. Several streets around here, you haven't seen anyone for a good amount of time. Are there any bugs? Any bugs? Roll yeah, me a like perception check. Any bugs or birds or, you know... Is there a bell? It does have a bell tower. It's hard to tell from the ground whether there's a bell there still. No, Thirteen. Thirteen. Asharis, do you want to... Do you want to roll, or not a Sharas, Ghost Slinger, do you want to look at this building and kind of... He's speaking to you, I am. you want to look at the building or not? No. You're good? Yeah. Alright, so you're specifically looking for bugs. Where are you looking for bugs at? Are you looking for bugs kind of in the field around the building, or... Mm-hmm. Alright. You see in the field... Did you roll a 13, or is that 13 modified with your perception bonus? Oh. No, that's 13 without the perception bonus. Alright, so that's a 15 plus your perception, which is probably a couple more. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, you're looking in the field looking for kind of bugs. This grass is pretty tall, so I'm imagining you're going to have to walk into it a little bit to really get a look into the grass. It's all dried up grass. It's not green like you would expect. But you do find some small field bugs. There's a couple of spiders and, and some crickets that are that are living in the grass. It doesn't look like there's nothing here. It's just that people aren't here. Hmm. The human beings are not here. It's just odd, you know, like when bad things happen, like they go to places and it's very quiet and there's no insects and there's no birds and there's no nothing and so, uh, what do you what do you guys want to do? Check the door. So wait, is the door locked from the outside? Oh yeah, there's there's as you look at the 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 door to this this big church, there are rusted iron bars across the outside of the door of this church. And the windows are they broken from the inside out? 
Are you going to get close enough to look? Well, there'd be glass in the ground. Yeah, was. but it's a, in the middle of this big empty field with gravestones and stuff. So are you going to get close enough up to it to go investigate and kind of look at... Like, the door, the bars on the door are big enough to see from a distance away, but to see glass on the ground, you're going to have to get closer. Sheila, go investigate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sneaky, sneaky. Alright, so your putty cat is going to go kind of bob through the field and get closer to the building and she actually that's a good question is your cat a boy a cat or a girl cat well I believe Sheila hey 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 Sheila could be a boy don't assume gender Jessica right. <laughs> so Sheila Sheila looks around and sends you back uh, the impression that it's safe over here because that's what she felt like you were looking for okay see animals have a sense about these sort of things and she sends you back the the feeling or like the the concept that it's it's there's nothing over here there's nobody around it's just kind of empty okay now we can go and investigate all right so you guys go up to this building and look around the area underneath the windows and you see you definitely see some stained glass kind of around the outside of the building that's freaky they locked something in this church and then it busted the windows out <laughs> i don't know if we should go in there is well, it possible I, that uh, i can send my owl up to the roof and see if there's a bell up there absolutely merlin you First time he used his owl. Yeah, you... Uh, let's see, how do I want to describe this? You hold out your arm, and as you stand there looking at it for a second, Archimedes, this kind of shimmering, uh, partly transparent uh, silver barn owl shows up on your arm, and you... At least I think he's a barn owl. I don't remember what I said. Anyway, it's on your character sheet. This owl shows up on your arm, and you kind of whisper to him, and then lift your arm up, and he will fly up into the uh, into the top of the church, and he'll fly around it a couple times, and you can... You actually have the ability to close your eyes and see what he sees. That's what it says. So, do you want to do that? <laughs> Yes, I do. I want to check and see if there's a rope on the bell. Okay, you look into uh, this church through Ar Archimedes' eyes, and you see several church bells all sticking straight up at the top of the of the bell tower. You see large wooden wheels attached to the side of them, and you can see the slats kind of around it. There's a few of them that are broken that protect these bells from the environment. And you do see a few of these bells still have uh, ropes hung down, but there's a couple of them that look like they might be damaged. Like yeah. the mechanism that spins the bells look like they might be broken. Okay. Nobody's been here for a long time. Well, the ropes are still there, but there's a couple of the mechanisms that are broken. The clanger part. The clanger's still there, but like the the big 
gantry that holds the bells and spins the bell around, uh, it looks like it might be broken. Uh oh. Like the bell is sitting kind of lopsided in the in the gantry. It can fall. Okay. Thank you. Let's try the door. All right. Did so open the door. As you go over to the door, you see that it's a big, like, couple of giant crossbars that are bolted into the outside of this. How did I describe the building? Sandstone. Dark. I think mm-hmm. I said it was sandstone. Yep. So you see these big bolts drilled into the outside of the building, and these big bars laid across it, and they're they're started to rust, and there's a big lock on them kind of run through or run across these doors that obviously open outwards when well uh, what do you do when, uh, when you're up at the door also asharis as you're looking around let me roll this die all right that's yeah that's probably good enough you you notice that only some of the windows have glass like around the base of them the other windows are still broken but they seem like they might have broken the other way. Like, because there's no evidence of glass falling out from those ones. So some went in, some went out. So Demon was inside. They locked him in. And no, they locked it in. But it was outside and it destroyed So no, they threw something in to try to kill it. Merlin, you, you look at the, these two talking about demons... And you suggest you get the feeling that maybe not everything uh, in life is demons. I mean, it could be. You don't have to act on that. I'm just saying you get the feeling that maybe not everything in life is is broken by demons. Everything's not broken by demons. The dude had a bad feeling about it. I mean, how could it something horrible's gonna be in there? It's an alien. It's a dragon. Oh, goody. The cat had a bad feeling? No, the guy we talked to earlier. The guy that... Oh, yeah, well, that's that's the general purpose of the town. He just says the whole town's bad. The church, didn't, the church doesn't... If nobody goes to church back in 1840, there's something really wrong. That's true. Well, nobody's been to the church for a while. Yeah, All right, there. so you guys, you guys are at the door... Uh, Archimedes is gonna fly back down to Merlin and land on your shoulder, uh, unless you want him to do something else. And the putty cat is, uh, Sheila is, is following behind Asharis. Now, there are some, there are some big windows on this church. Not all of them are super high up. Uh, you could probably get high enough up to look into the building if you wanted, or you do have animals that can see things. We could send our bird inside. So do you, do you do that? Do you send in Archimedes? Archimedes? I don't know what we're afraid of. So it, I <laughs> a demon. I want to just get the door open and go in. Okay. You see these big bars across the door. They're not locked into the door. They're just across the door. So if if you try the door handle, which I'm going to assume you do, to see if the door itself is locked you'll notice that the door actually does come forward about an inch or two, and the mechanism on the door handle isn't locked. They The doors are open, they're just barred closed. And when you close your eyes to see what Archimedes sees as he goes inside the church, 
uh, you can see that the inside of this place is is ransacked. There's uh, torn tapestries on the floor. You can see some of the the designs on them. You see like images of animals and and fields of crops. Um, there's holes in the walls where it looks like the tapestries were hung, but the bars that were hanging them were pulled from the wall. There's no gargoyles on the outside of the building. No, no. So you can see the just pews. Just an abandoned church. You can see the pews in the uh, that made up the aisles of the church are uh, are broken, and you can see like some signs of fighting. There's some splintered sections of these uh, these pews. That's about all. At the head of the church, you can see there's a big stone like pulpit where the deacon of the church would give sermons and there's nothing on the pulpit it's just kind of been wiped clean everything is sort of just scattered about the place hmm signs of fighting signs of fighting ghosts 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 so archimedes uh is gonna right, archimedes so we- is gonna kind of light down onto this big table in the middle and look around and he kind of gives, like, he does that bird thing where birds kind of look from side to side. And turn his head almost all the way around, because he's an owl. And turns his head around, like, all the way, and he's like, I don't see anything in here that's dangerous. That's the impression you get from him. He says it looks like it's all clear. Let's see. Oh, we're being overly cautious. He, you'll also see, like, there's, there's books kind of on the floor, scattered around, like, on the, on the back of the pews, uh, and at the head of the church around him, he can definitely see there's, like, a lot of shattered glass panes on the floor. Hmm. Alright, let's open the door! Well, you can't. (laughs) It's, uh, it's locked. With a big bar that goes yes. across. But we have a lock pick. You do have a lock picker. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're calling upon me. Go on, Sheila. Not Sheila. <laughs> I'm just a person wearing cat ears. All right. So roll me, roll me a d20. Do you want to open the door for us? Sure. Eighteen. All right, so Ghost Slinger kind of pulls her fedora down a little bit over her eyes and, like, pulls this lockpick set out from her tool belt, and she's like, watch this. Because I'm cool. <laughs> and she very quickly kind of starts, you know, working at the this, this heavy lock that's on the door and quickly gets the, the tumblers to fall into place and twists the lock and it, this big iron padlock on the door kind of pops open. Well, you're in the front, girl. Who's going in first? You. She's <laughs> in there. I'll go in first. There you go. So you have to pull this big squeaky iron bar back and away from the door so that you can pull the door open. 
<laughs> yeah, like that. And uh, you, the door comes open easily. There's there's no issue. You guys, you you open it enough to get in. What do you guys want to do? Are you going to like make it look like nobody's like? Are you going to put everything back how you had it, or are you going to just like leave the door open so you can like get out in a hurry? Leave the door open. We're leave just going to go check the yeah, altar. Yeah, I'm thinking the pulpit too. All right. So you guys head in into this church, and I'm assuming you guys still start slowly making your way across, kind of this this scene of of kind of. Disarray. Disarray is a good word for it. Throughout this church, making your way around these broken pews and like tapestries and books and, and glass shards. Kind of just stepping through things carefully and making your way to the top of the church. Alright, so what do you want to do? Let's go to the pulpit. Look underneath it. I'm going to roll a die. Underneath it? Oh, give me an investigation score, Dad. What's what's your intelligence, I think? Uh, and do you have the investigate score? Or Number skill? three. Investigate. No, I do not. You don't have investigation? But your intelligence no. is whatever, I forget. Three. Three. Alright, so plus three. That's, that's a very good number. Yeah, okay. As you're kind of looking around this pulpit at the head of the church kind of looking around, you managed to uncover a compartment underneath the, the, the pedestal, or maybe on the back side of the pedestal, kind of where, where, where the, the deacon would have stood to give sermons. And as you pop this little hidden compartment open, uh, you find a, I don't want to call it a scroll, it's more like a journal. It's got a, le- it's a leather-bound journal with kind of yellowed pages and on the front of it it has a symbol and I wish I knew what that symbol was because <laughs> <laughs> it was Merlin and journals I know right well I didn't want to call it a scroll and scrolls <laughs> yeah journals and scrolls alright uh yeah Oh my goodness. Okay. It's, it's a, um, it's a picture of, a, of, of grain on the, on the, the, the front of this journal. You see, like, these, these golden embossed grain. Corn? So, like, not, not corn, but like more, uh, wheat. Wheat. Wheat's a grain, right? Oh yeah. Wheat is a grain. It's like barley. Barley or hops? Alright, and do you investigate this book? Do you pick this book up? Yes, we're going to look at it. Alright, so you look into this book, and you find a book of the church. This is a church of Shantae. She is the god of harvest. I have knowledge of uh, religion. She is often called the Great Mother, the Grain Goddess. Her church is founded on tenets of plenty and harvest. It makes sense the pictures that you saw on the tapestries of uh, farming fields and oxen with yokes on and changing seasons. This this place doesn't seem like the type of place where you would find an evil creature trapped inside or broken windows 
and you don't really know as you're going flipping through this church it's it's all the teachings of this great mother but you don't see anything in here that explains what happened to the church this is a religious text that teaches uh when to plant and how to uh, care for soil and how different plants thrive at different times of year. It's a um, farmer's almanac. Yeah, it's a farmer's almanac. And I mean, some of it talks about Shantae herself and and how some believe that she is uh, the the divine glimmer that gave life to all things in the natural world, and that she is a great creator. But there's there's nothing that explains why a place that seems to be all about the goodness and brightness of life would be closed up and ransacked as this place is. All right. I think we should just go on up to the Castle White and meet Mr. Uh, Because we're not really getting anywhere here. There's nothing really here. Let's go meet, uh, what's his name, White. The Envoy? No, we to go more You agree? Asharis? Okay. Well, the guy said under the church. Under the church. Well, is there, look around. See if there's some way to get under the church. Is there a trap door? Dig under the church. All right, let me roll some dice. Hmm, let's see. Ooh. Uh, I do oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, all of you. As you say, is there some way to get under the church? Your mind flashes back to the mausoleum outside. Of course. I knew that it was a it was a zombie crypt. Another one. <laughs> I liked this line about how she is the divine glimmer that gave life to the natural world. I'm stealing that. Say it again. Uh, Shantae is the divine glimmer that gave life to all things in the natural world. Wow. Okay. I thought that was a really good line. Come on. Oh, it's not going to paste. Oh, there we go. Shantae, Shantae, Shantae. So, you guys head back outside. And what do you I do? Close and lock the door. Okay, okay. Asharis closes and relocks the door so that it doesn't look like you guys were here. Oh man, I didn't plan for this. Dang it, I missed a spot. I was planning at lunchtime today. Um, so you guys head across this 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 grassy grassy area again. Uh, making your way through these kind of large toppled over tombstones and head towards this mausoleum. And it's got a, uh, no door on the front of it. It's just an open, open air mausoleum. And there are no, actually no, there are torch sconces on the outside, but there's, there's no sign of anyone tending to them in quite some time. This button. There's a missing tab. Oh, there it is. Sign in. <laughs> I, I wrote up this entire thing last night, but the tab that I put it in is not here. It's missing. So, uh, give me a minute for 
internet syncing to catch up. So you guys, you guys head into this crypt or the mausoleum, and as you as you go into the mausoleum uh, and step up to it, you can. Uh, well, Merlin, you can't. But you say there's no door your, on it. What's your What's your bird's name? Archimedes. Yeah, Archimedes can see down into the darkness, and Asharis and Ghost Slinger, you can see down into the darkness. This isn't a mausoleum as much as it is an entrance into a cave system or catacombs underneath this church. So, like, you see, you see a stairway that heads down and then eclipses into darkness. Why didn't I think of a cult before? What is my problem? Well, they make the sacrifices. Sacrifices. <laughs> sacrifices must be made. What about Sheila? Can Sheila see in the dark? Can uh, she sacrifice? Do you have the profile for your putty cat? Hmm. From the player's handbook? Let's investigate the player's handbook. You said she's a panther? Yes. She has keen smell that gives her advantage and wisdom smell checks. She has a plus four perception bonus. I do not see a thing that says that she has uh, dark vision. Ah, wait. Passive perception 14, perception stealth. Nope, I do not see dark vision on the panther. I have light that I can throw. <laughs> All right, so Merlin, uh, what do you what do you cast light on? The way the light cantrip works is anything that you touch that's less than ten by ten, I think it's ten by ten by ten, uh, starts to emit a glow the brightness of a torch. So like you can touch your staff and cast light on your staff. You could cast light on an object on your person, and you can turn it I, off and on at will. I do have an amazing staff. Okay, so Merlin, you cast light on your staff, and you peer down into the darkness with the rest of your friends. Okay. And you see that this tunnel... Are there any spider webs? Yes, there are definitely some spider webs. Nobody's traversed here in a while. You see kind of dust on the stairs from the, the dirt blowing around in the field around you. And you can see kind of crumbling masonry of the mausoleum fading into the 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 cave and dirt system below you. Uh, but it looks like it's just a long tunnel from here. You can see down in and to the end of the brightness of your light. And those of you with dark vision can see in as far as your dark vision proceeds. It just looks like a straight tunnel that's headed down. Down, down, down. And then there's a cult at the end. We going in? That's what I'm waiting on. I'm going in. Alright, we're going in! Alright, what's your order? Who's going in first? That one. I've got a big stick. I could go first. (laughs) Alright, Merlin volunteers to go first, and he steps down these stone steps into this fairly tight enclosed and cool passageway. It doesn't seem damp down here too much, but it definitely seems like there's uh, a chill on the air from it just being underground. I'll be going in. Can I light a torch and burn these spider webs away? 
you could just magically burn them away because you can cast fireball as a cantrip. So you can just have a ball of fire in your hand and just burn them off. Okay, let's do that. Uh, so the rest of the... so you you burn away Nobody's these these spider webs at the in, at the door to this place, probably burning a few small spiders as you go. And at the highest level of these catacombs, as you make your way in, uh, you can see signs of you know masonry and the city construction overhead. You feel like you're kind of making your way underneath and into the area under this field, but it, it seems like it's far enough ahead of you that you're actually going underneath the buildings in the city and underneath the roads. Wow. The half-decayed masonry decorates the wall with occasional torch dots, or torch holes dotting along the length of this tunnel. There aren't any doors, but you do see on either side of you as you walk your way down this this long straight tunnel, shorter tunnels that branch off to either side of the main passage. And as you look down these tunnel passageways, they either stop short or quickly turn. You can't see them going down any depth like this main tunnel that you're going down. Uh, Yay, it's a maze. So what do you what do you want to there's no footprints, no tracks. So you investigate the floor and it's a stone floor. It's fairly flat and smooth. Like it's been cut right out of the uh, sort of the bedrock of the town. It's got a thick layer of dust and kind of almost soil on it from years of nobody being down here. Not that even when people use this place, they would sweep down here, but it doesn't look like anybody's passed here in a significant period of time. Strike a match. I want to see which way the smoke goes. Okay. You... Well, let's see. You don't have matches. Matches aren't a thing. You have flint and tinder. But uh, if you've got a fireball in your hand, I'll say you burn some of the cobwebs off the wall and watch to see which way the smoke from the cobwebs goes. And the smoke from the cobwebs is blowing further into the tunnel. Okay, let's go that way. The wind is coming from behind. That means there's an opening on the other end. So, as you venture further into this this tunnel system, you come across a series (laughs) of glyphs cut into a plaque on the wall, and you don't immediately know their meaning. You said your intelligence is plus three? I'm pretty smart, yep. (laughs) So, as you hold your your staff up and, and study these glyphs, you think... It's an old script from the, uh, from a human kingdom, but you don't recognize what it's from or what it says. You think that if you had a longer period of time, say several weeks, you could probably decipher what its meaning is, but you really just you don't remember enough about this script to tell what it says. I've got history. But I can't another language? Out. <clears throat> it is another language. It's not common, and it's not one of the languages that you speak. This is a bygone language. Some some dead kingdom put this this plaque here. It's not something you can tell that it's not something that was written by someone 
uh, from white. At least not within any decent amount of years. Well, then. It is a bunch of dead people. Yeah, there's no bodies down here. So. You think we're heading toward the town? You guys haven't. You guys haven't. Ooh, good question. Are you headed towards. Where do you think you're headed towards? Because this was a straight tunnel. You could totally figure that out. This one? Yeah, if we're, if we're heading toward the center of town, that would be the White Castle. Hey, we're going to White Castle. This, <laughs> I'm just trying to say this, this tunnel definitively pointed further towards the center of the of the city. You can't right, be sure so. that it's headed straight for the castle, but in that general direction for sure. I we were well, going. it must be going uphill, too, because it's acting like a chimney. When I light the fire, the smoke goes that way, so I'm trying to follow that. So, uh, you asked about bodies, Asharis. Do you guys, as you're walking down this passage, do you check into any of these side tunnels? I'll do it. <laughs> we look. I thought we could look, but we couldn't see anything in there. Yeah, they they stop fairly quickly or turn fairly quickly. Some of them are false alcoves, um, but the others that aren't false alcoves, a couple of them continue into larger rooms. You don't uh, check every one of them as you're going down this this main passageway, but the ones that do open up into rooms that you saw, they do seem to be, uh, I'll call them viewing rooms. For the departed, there are alcoves cut horizontally into the walls uh, where there are bodies, well, skeletons, laid to rest. Some of them are holding weaponry. Others of them have uh, holy symbols that they're, car- that they're, they're holding on to. A few of them have pots placed at their feet with you don't know what inside. That was I don't want to know. <laughs> so you you feel like this is this is definitely a catacomb where members of the church have been buried for foreseeably centuries, resting in the arms of I forgot her name. There's no no bodies though. Shania. Shantae, resting in the arms of their mm-hmm. god Shantae. So, there's definitely bodies. They're all around you. <laughs> Yay! Dead people. Can Sheila smell anything? Dead people? No, there's no when, smell. When you look to, to Sheila, she gives you the sense that she doesn't smell anything dangerous, but... She also gives you the the sense that it's not a pleasant smell. <laughs> like it's mildew and mold and yeah. dust. I hate that smell. Gotcha. Uh, Good job, Sheila. Meow. <laughs> so you guys go ahead and proceed past this plaque on the wall, and as you do so, you hear one of, one of these. Ghost? You can't tell if it's the sound of wind flowing through the through the tunnel system 
or if it's a howl, or if a beast made the noise. Regardless of which one of these it is, it leaves all of you feeling slightly uneasy as you proceed further down the tunnel. Keep going, because we don't care. So, there's no danger, according to the cat. Going further down this this main passageway, the masonry starts to, to fall away. You feel like you're getting deeper into the earth. And now it's like the the tunnel was cut basically directly out of stone. You start to see alcoves cut in the side of the main hallway besides just the side tunnels where there are bodies resting around you. The floor you're walking on is no longer the perfectly even and smooth surface that it was when you first started down the passageway. You've made it a fairly long distance into this this catacomb and the floor is uneven and it's getting a little bit harder to keep your footing you have to kind of look down from time to time to make sure that you're not going to misstep the sections seem like some of them are well traversed and others are completely untouched but no matter whether you're on a, a, a kind of worn down section or a smooth section Everything is kind of heavily coated in that same layer of dust and dirt. Nobody's been here. Nobody's been here. <laughs> As you continue further along, Merlin, you're kind of continuing to burn away kind of some cobwebs from over your head uh, to keep them from kind of falling on the group and still having to watch your footing. Uh, you take a step and suddenly your foot falls away from before you. And you start to tumble down. There's a crash around you as the floor in front of you falls away and reveals a, a pit trap. Booby oh, trap, pit trap. Thing. And you'll take four damages. No. The, the dirt from the false floor that fell in with you kind of... Keeps it's stirred up and it's in the air and it's kind of getting in your eyes and in in your mouth and Archimedes is kind of floating just above the pit like looking down at you and you can you can sense him in your mind hoping that you're all right. Um, breathe. And you'll you'll cover over your mouth with your cloak so that you can kind of breathe through this this thin particulate that's in the air and look up at. Asharis and Ghostslinger who are looking down carefully after you and they're looking at your staff glowing through the haze and nobody cares if he's alive but Archimedes throw him a rope throw him a rope is anyone alive down there no how far down am I it only the, the pit only fell about 10 feet 10 feet that's plenty far yeah it's far enough to give you 4 damage you definitely uh kind of uh, hurt your arm a little bit and maybe twisted your ankle. Well, there goes the wisdom out the window. <laughs> I've got medicine. I can fix myself a little bit. Well, we will tie you a rope. So Asharis throws down a length of rope so that you can drag your way out. And as you kind of dust yourself off and look around, you see at the bottom of this pit there are some some skeletons of snakes. That uh, it seems like they hadn't been fed in a while. Skeletons? Snakes? Yeah, snake skeletons. Pretty freaky. I've never heard of that before. 
What, you've never heard of snakes in the bottom of a pit? I think that's what Indiana Jones won. But skeleton snakes? No, they're they're dead snakes, Tiffy. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, nobody fed them. No one's been down here for a long time. Yes, a lot of churches have snakes because they have snake handlers. So, especially the holy rollers. You get you get the feeling that this could have been a lot worse had this trap actually been recently set. So you feel mm-hmm. like it's it's a very old trap that you just happened to fall into. Play it right the lost. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, you guys. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, show me the rope. Now we're gonna get over the hole. So you guys, you guys, hold on to the rope and and help pull up Merlin as he as he climbs up out of this pit. And he doesn't seem like he's too much worse for wear for this tumble, but you might take it to heart that this place isn't just what it seems. And that somebody obviously felt like it was worth protecting. I'm gonna let the Sharas go next. We should, but but we should send you first, and you can tap with your stick on the way. Oh, goody. That's true. All right, I'll continue. I could use my bow, I suppose. How are we gonna get around this hole in the ground? How are we gonna get around the hole? The question is. All right. So the hole is. So as you investigate this hole, it's about, mm, let's go with, it's a pretty good size hole. We'll say it's about five feet long, so it's a pretty good hole cut in the floor. There's a little bit of a ledge around the outside edge of it, maybe, as you break away the rest of this false floor to really get a good sense of what it's like. You can see the difference in the uh, between the, the the stone portion of the floor and the wooden facade that was covering it. You might have caught it if it wasn't for how thick the dirt is across the floor here from the the long period of nobody being through this area. But as you look around, you look back to those sections of well-worn stone and not well-worn stone, and you realize that maybe the the keepers of this catacomb had alternative paths besides this main hallway in order to proceed down and avoid pitfalls such as this one. Yes, and if I, if my friends weren't with me, I would be stuck in this hole. But you're not. Even if you weren't eaten by the snakes. <laughs> That's right. I I couldn't get out of the hole. I can't levitate. <clears throat> Could have sent our committees for help. <laughs> so you guys look around, and after poking down a few of these side passages, you find one that branches around this pitfall. And find your way back into the main tunnel. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we check all the tunnels. So as you go further down the pathway, you notice again a change in the construction. It seems like you're deep enough in now that you're not in stone anymore. It looks like this place is kind of dug out of earth rather than stone. There's a much heavier kind of mildew smell, a little bit more moisture in this area, and you continue to move forward cautiously, and you start to notice, Merlin, because you're up front, that there are more and more cobwebs built up uh, around you, and it draws your attention to look up to the ceiling, and you notice that it's almost completely obscured by webbing. 
Wow. You start to hunch down a little bit because you can't really burn away all of this this webbing. It's just so thick that you'd catch the tunnel on fire if you did. And your your group continues going through very cautiously. I'm going to say the exact same thing, Mom. So as you... As you're looking around trying to find uh, if there's any live spiders, maybe you pause here for a little bit. I rolled I rolled for this last night, and I was so happy when it happened. Behind you, Ghost Slinger, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and you hear a voice. Oh, no. Ghost Slinger, I told you I would find you in the dark. <laughs> Not now, we're dealing with giant spiders. So, Zabuza kind of materializes out of the darkness behind you, and you're so startled that he easily manages to knock you forward, and you push into Asharis, and Asharis pushes into Merlin, and Merlin, you fall forward, kind of into this big clump of cobwebs in front of you. (laughs) Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? It's spiders! It's, it's spiders! It's worse! They're it's... gonna eat you alive! Haven't you seen Harry Potter? What do you, what do you say to uh, Zabuza, Ghost Slinger, when you, when you recover your footing? We're dealing with giant spiders! Can you not right now? He'll... Let's see. What's a cool thing that ninjas could do? He, he twirls his kunai in his hand expertly, and... He says to you, Oh, Ghost Slinger, you'll figure everything out eventually, you simple ginnin. But by then, it'll be too late. I will have beaten you. Uh, I'll be dead. <laughs> so what do you do as he's standing there kind of gloating and spinning this knife in his hand? Hmm. I have nothing to say. Oh, you're not going to do anything? You're just going to sit there? I'm just gonna slowly back away and just... That, you can't back away. He's he's behind you and your friends are in front of you. You're stuck in this hallway with nowhere to go except Zabuza behind you and your friends on the other side of you. Move yourself. Do something with this guy. Deal with it. I can't deal with it. You're stuck in these cobwebs up here. You have new powers now. Oh yeah, true. I forgot. Get your spells. Ice knife! Wanna do that? Yeah, sure, I'll take an ice knife. Tell me what you're gonna do. Come on. Just gonna throw an ice knife at him, cause why not? What's ice knife do? I forgot what it does. Give me the spellbook thing. It gives him a chill. <laughs> it gives him a chilly road. You should be ready for this, ghost slinger. I am never ready for this. As soon as you've got the tap on your shoulder, you should have spun around and give him a drop kick. <laughs> create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range make a ranged spell attack against the target on a hit the target takes 1d10 piercing damage hit or miss is this, a, is this a cantrip or a level 1 spell this is a level 1 spell okay go ahead and make your ranged spell attack throw and I'm going to say that because you felt, because he startled you, you're far enough away that you don't have to make it at disadvantage. It's 1d10, right? I'm guessing. Five. No, you got to roll the hit first. got to roll a d20. Oh. Oh. 
It's just going down. Three. Oh, no. All right. So, Ghost Slinger, you turn and stare at your nemesis who sprung a trap on you in the dark. And you conjure an ice knife in front of you. And you chuck it at him. And as you do, Zabuza bats it away into the sidewall. And he looks at you and stomps forward. Silly Ginnon, you can't beat me. But you might stand a chance against them. And he points up to the ceiling as these group of oh rather my. large spiders. They're not giant spiders, but they're rather large spiders start to kind of swarm down through the webbing around you. And when you look back to where Zabuza was standing just before, he's gone. But echoing down the hallway, you hear, Oh no, we're screwed now. I told you the spiders. I told you, I told them to go away before the spiders came, but he didn't listen to me. And that will be where we call it for the night. Thanks for listening, and I do apologize about Grandma doing dishes in the background.